Hallelujah. Glory. Holy Ghost, we give you this meeting. Holy Ghost, you have free reign here. Come and do what only you can do. Lord, I thank you that the fire of God falls in this BFW hall this morning. Lord, let your wind blow in this place. Hungry people came to mark the first day of the year in your presence to set the course for all that you have for the following year. Father, come and do what only you can do. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. Amen. We're going to have a time this morning. I promise you that. Amen. We're going to plug into the Holy Ghost. Look, it doesn't matter the size of the crowd. Amen. I had a meeting in Searcy, Arkansas on a Tuesday morning, and the Lord Jesus walked through the front door of the building. Couldn't have been 30 people there. God's not moved by the size of the crowd. What God is moved by is the hunger of the people. Amen. And so with a small crowd like this, it's actually a better meeting. We don't know how many people set out to stay in the upper room. Jesus told them to tarry there, but we know that there were only about 120 left when the Holy Ghost fell. So on a Sunday morning, on the first day of 2023, we're going to set our hearts to hear from heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This morning, the Lord woke me up in the four o'clock hour in my hotel room and it was an unusual presence of God that filled, the, that filled the room. And I knew that God was going to have some things to say this morning. And I've been praying and fasting, knowing this was coming up. I've been talking to Pastor Will. And I've known that God had some things for the meeting. But I really got dialed in at 4 o'clock this morning. And the joy of the Holy Ghost hit me. And I began to laugh and laugh so loud that I didn't know if hotel security was going to get called. But I didn't care. And I got beside myself, and then I just I kept watching the time pass, and the presence of God wouldn't lift. And the Lord gave me a word for 2023, and I'm going to give it to you today. Amen. I'm going to give it to you in probably three parts, but we'll see. Here's what I want us to do. I want us to just step out of the natural realm, and I want you to plug into what's going on in your spirit, and I want you to hear from the Holy Ghost today. I move a lot in the prophetic. I'll, I know that I have prophetic words for some. I saw some people walking in when I was out in the Tahoe. I know I've got some words for some people. But the most powerful thing you'll ever hear from God never comes from the mouth of another man or a woman of God. It comes from the Holy Ghost here on the inside. Isn't that true? Of all the things you've ever heard from God confirmed through a human vessel, they don't touch the things that God said to you deep on the inside. And I came to stoke that this morning. I came to provoke the thing that makes you, you in the spirit this morning. And I'm loud and I'm going to shout. Very good chance I'm going to sweat through this shirt. But listen, I take every meeting is this may be my last chance to ever minister to you. Now I'm on the calendar for next Sunday, the 8th. And Lord willing, I'll be here. I never get to do two Sundays in a row. I was like, Lord, this is awesome. We'll do part one and part two. There's never been a, a man or a woman of God that finished a meeting and felt like they gave it all. And so next week I get to play bat cleanup, anything that I think I missed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So here's what I want to do. I want you to raise your hands and I want you to pray in the spirit. Sandele <laughs> Bustele Mondo So. 
Benji Mariandelebo Siki Marianda Lamandeste. So Shele Marabas Sunderebosi. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, people say, man, I went to that meeting and God really showed up. Boy, God really filled the building. But that's not really the way that it works. God is always having a meeting and he'll let anybody tap in and receive any time that they want to. On planet Earth, on Sunday morning, today, in every time zone around the world, there are tens of millions of churches meeting. And we say that the presence of God is everywhere. And that's true. God is omnipresent. But God is not manifesting himself everywhere. Because there is something about God that he will sit and he will wait to be wanted. If you want to talk about him like he's not in the room, if you want to talk about him like he's just a historical figure and historical book, he will let you. But if you draw down on the presence of God and say, Lord, I don't want to leave this building the same way that I walked in, God does not disappoint. Never, ever. Jesus never had a meeting that sucked. Nobody ever walked out of a meeting and says, God, that was two hours. I'll never get back. God wants us to be continually blown away by what he's doing in our life. And a big part of that, not the only thing, but a big part of that is the corporate meeting where we come together in the presence of God. And I'll, I'll, I'll be very candid with you, the hunger level's not quite there. There's very few things I know on planet Earth, but some things I know, and it's the anointing. And the anointing right now is only about ankle deep. But if you'll just forget about everything else and center in on the Lord and say, Lord, I came to hear from you. I came for you to touch me like I've never been touched. The water will rise. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's not a rebuke. That's an encouragement. Draw down on the spirit of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, <laughs> glory to God. You know, the path of the righteous, Proverbs 4:18. the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter under that perfect day. The path of the righteous that we are on. If you're in the Lord Jesus, you are righteous. So he's talking about you. Your path does not get harder and harder. It does not get suckier and suckier. The path of the righteous gets better and better until we go meet Jesus. So that is what God wants to do is get us in the very center of his will. Walking perfectly in step with him in 2023. And over these two Sundays, I'm going to endeavor to give you some things from heaven that God said would help you to stay perfectly in step with the Holy Ghost. And when he says step, we step. And if we start to drift a little bit, he says, no, get back here in the center. I pray all the time, Lord, keep me. It's the apple of your eye. Lord, keep me in the very center of your palm, the very center of your will. This life goes by too fast to get outside of the will of God. Amen. This brother right here, I'm going to start prophesying. I'm just going to move in the Holy Ghost. Look, if you came to take notes, my sister, take notes. But I'm not following an outline. I came full of God, and I'm going to just bubble up on you. And somewhere in here, God is going to stir you in the Holy Ghost and you're going to leave this building on track for 2023. My brother, how precious you are in the sight of the Lord. And every time I see you, 
I see the Lord doing something in you in 2023 in the first three months. And I see this in the spirit. I see the sharp knife in the hand of the Lord and he's cutting off some excess and he's trimming you down some things that you've done, some things you've been involved in, even ways that you think God is going to trim them off because all oh, the race that he has for you to run. And I've asked the Lord, is there anything that you want me to say to him? And the Lord said, I'm dealing with his heart even in the night season, but watch and see if in the first three months of 2023, the Lord doesn't come and just trim some excess, trim some excess. I'm not talking about your physical dimensions, but it's going to have an effect in your physical dimensions. You have a great race to run, my brother, and the Lord is bringing to you not just words of correction. He's got to trim you from some things so that you can run and run and finish your days full of joy, full of peace. For the Lord has made you many promises, even as a younger man. And God said, everyone shall come to pass, but oh, the trimming is needed. You receive that? Amen. All right. I'm going to pray for you. With every true word of God, there's an anointing that activates it and lets you partner with it. And my hands are blazing, by the way. I just want to, I just want to give honor to the Holy Ghost. The, 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 the water level's rising in here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, I impart to him. Hey, in Jesus' name, I loose the Holy Ghost. Loose this anointing for this precious brother. Hey, the Lord said it won't be hard. It's going to be the easiest thing you've ever done. Easiest thing you've ever done. You just say, Lord, you're saying that? Yes. He'll show you what to do. Lord, you're saying that? Nope. Have no idea what I'm saying. It'll all make sense to you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Oh, he's such a wonderful king. God wants so much for us. If you could just get a vision of what God wants for your life, you could never have another down day. You, I mean, if you even had attempted to even feel a little bit sad, if you could just get a vision of what God has for your life. And that's what God does in prophetic meetings. Something on the inside begins to stir. Lord, what I'm seeing in my life, I know this is not it. I know this is not your best. And God begins to just adjust, adjust, adjust. Oh, if I could just get you to see what I see. I've been praying for you for a few weeks now. Man, there are champions of God sitting here in this building. And I heard y'all praying, and I think I'll just prophesy about the new building. I know if I be a man of God, then this building has served its purpose. It's been a blessing. But God says there is a place that you will call home. There is a place. Hey, now what I see in the spirit. I see the Houston Metroplex, greater Houston area. And I see families that are held up and they can't seem to get plugged in where they are. And they, they walk in frustration because they're actually destined to be a part of this house. Amen. And this house is going to look different than it looks right now, both on the outside, but especially on the inside. I see ministry for every stage of life. I see children. I see young people, I see adults, and I see lots of gray hair. God, there's a major move of God coming to what they call the seniors, 
God doesn't call people seniors. You're just getting stronger and stronger and better and better. And you know him more than you ever could have as a young man. But I see the entire family being ministered to. Praise the Lord. And it's going to be a simple bill. I see it. I see it. It's going to, I see the screen. I see the ceilings. But it's a simple building. The focus won't be on, hey, look at us. It's going to be a place of discipleship. It's going to be a place of the moving of the Holy Spirit. But people are going to come there. Hey, they're going to come there and it's going to be like Holy Ghost fertilizer. Things that haven't grown for years. They're just going to spring forth. And the pastor of that church, Pastor Will, he is destined by God to have his voice heard in the nations of the earth. And I see thousands of people a week listening to his voice, listening to his teaching all over the world. This attack against his life shall not stand. He's only what the devil meant for harm. God is already moving things behind the scenes. He's going to come out of this stronger and more focused than he's ever been. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord gave me some instructions. And I don't, I don't want to derail the moving of the Holy Ghost, but we're talking about Pastor Will. And I just, I got to follow the Holy Spirit. When, before I flew out of Tampa, the Lord told me to take up an offering for Pastor Will. And I didn't clear it with him. I didn't ask him about it. And I'm still not. Because I know that I heard the audible voice of God say, take up an offering for Pastor Will. Now, Americans are really weird about offerings. You ever want to quench the Holy Ghost? Just start talking about money. So listen, don't do that. No one is under any pressure to give. Here's what we're going to do. By the Holy Ghost, I am saying that everything that comes in from January 1st to January 10th, because this is going on podcast on my ministry around the world, everything that comes in from January 1st to January 10th is going directly to Pastor Will and Tavana. You guys know that he doesn't actually draw an income from the church. He should. I tell him all the time. It actually holds the church up. The Bible says, the Bible says that those that labor amongst us in word and doctrine are worthy of double honor. We don't muzzle the ox that treads the corn. But he's such a man of integrity, he doesn't want to do anything that would ever hurt the church. So I know that he doesn't draw any income from the church. So this is what the Lord told me to do. The first two Sundays, and we'll add a couple days for the podcast repeats, January 1st to January 10th, Anything that comes in online, anything that comes in the basket, goes to Pastor Will in Savannah. He's going to be off from work for a while. He's just recovering his strength. And as a church, we're going to stand with him. And the Lord said for me to lead the way. So I brought a check for $1,000 from my ministry. And do I just put it in the basket? All right. No one is under any pressure to give. Paul told us that you're not allowed to give under pressure. Paul said that you have to move as you're prompted by the Holy Ghost. But God loves a cheerful giver. Now, I actually teach on money and prosperity as much as I teach on anything else. But I just don't do it in churches 
meetings like this. I'm actually known for teaching on prosperity and abundance. The Lord made me a multi, multi-millionaire. And I gave it all away and went into the ministry full time. And so, I mean, I know some things. I've seen the hand of the Lord take nothing. I started the ministry making $500 a month. And the Lord gave me a little business idea in 2001. And in 36 months, he put like $12 million through my hands. And I went on a three-year adventure with God. You say, what does it feel like to have a million dollars in the bank? God is my witness. It feels like having about an extra 1500 bucks in the bank. Because when your heart's for God, it all belongs to him anyway. So I'm not teaching on the offering, but I will say this. Anything that you sow into the life of a true man of God, God's word makes a covenant promise that he will multiply it, that whatever you give is not leaving your life. All it's doing is being multiplied and coming back to you in the future. My life is proof of that. Hallelujah. So we're cleared. And I haven't cleared any of this with Pastor Will, and I'm not going to. He, 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 he knows me and he trusts me. And, and I'll say to this, if anything, if that impacts anything like paying the rent of this building or whatever, you guys let me know that my ministry will take care of it. If I'm not, I'm just saying, we are not spending one penny of, the, of anything that comes in the offering except for Pastor Will. Amen. All right? And we're going to bless him. So I'm going to pray over that offering right now. I'm going to pray over it in advance. Father, I thank you that you multiply it. Lord, you said that you give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Father, we can't give what we don't have. You have to bring it in. So, Father, let every person hear your voice clearly. And, Father, for every person that sows, I add my faith. Lord, this anointing of multiplication you put on me and my ministry. Lord, I loose it over this offering for Pastor Will and Silvana. In Jesus' name, I say, offering, be blessed. I say, offering, be multiplied, both for Pastor Will and all the givers. And everybody that believes that said, amen. amen. Hallelujah. All right. Well, y'all didn't quench the Holy Ghost at all. Good job, grace and truth. I always take up the offering at the end of meetings because everyone loves the move of the Holy Ghost. But as soon as you talk about their stuff, hey, you know, so praise the Lord. All right. How, how should a church respond when the, the pastor is sick? There's a, there's a scripture, and I promise you, Pastor Will embodies this. It's Proverbs 18, 14. It says, the spirit of a man sustains him in sickness. And you can see, I don't know, I've been, I've been talking with Pastor Will for quite some time. When he got the bad news, I was actually the first call that he made, even before any family members. I've been walking this thing through with him, standing in faith. The spirit of a man sustains him in sickness. And he's not going down. He's only going up. The enemy tried to take him out with his heart, tried to take him out with this attack, but he can't do it. The devil is such a loser. He doesn't know that he's playing right into the hand of God. Amen. And that while Pastor Will is down, I promise you, he's going to hear some things from God. God doesn't give sickness to people to bring them to a place of focus, but God is an opportunist. And if you're down for a week, if you're down for two weeks, if you're down for a month, you'll hear God clearer than you ever have. I do a lot of prayer and fasting. You would not know by looking at the size of me. But I'm about, in fact, uh, I'm going to Papa Brothers Barbecue today because tomorrow we start our New Year's fast, the first 21 days of every year. The first day was a Sunday this year. So we're, I mean, with people all over the world, in fact, I would say the most powerful ministries on planet Earth 
we're all aligned together, millions of us, uh, January 2nd to 22nd, and you either fast, that's it, just water, just chicken broth or juice, or most people, if you're working, not in the full-time ministry, you fast 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., and I don't have time to teach on fasting. It's like something that I really have a revelation on because it's been like rocket fuel to my life. So even if you're not fasting, but you should, anyone can miss a meal or two. But even if you're not fasting in the new year, if you'll position your heart these first 21 days and say, Lord, I'm here for words of correction. I'm here for words of adjustment. I'm here for words of new instructions. There's never been anyone that came to God that didn't receive that. You know, God has this crazy idea. Jesus wants our joy to be full. And he knows for our joy to be full, we got to receive. So he's the one that said, ask. I hold God to this every time I go to him in prayer, especially as the needs get bigger. God, you, I'm not asking because I want to. You told me to ask. And you said if I would ask, I would receive. And you promised me that I would receive and my joy would be full. So God wants us to ask. And there's nothing magical about the first day of the year. Isn't that true? There's nothing magical about a page flip, right? But we, crazy human beings, we like to target things to a calendar. And you guys may know I have ministry all over the world, especially in unreached nations where the gospel is forbidden. Every culture of the world, even worshiping their dumb, false gods, as they go into the new year, all of them have a moment of reflection and a moment of expectation, hoping that this new year is going to bring something new. But I've been on this earth a little while. Some of y'all have been on this earth longer than me. I've found that nothing new ever changes anything. One of the hardest things about being pastoring, and I pastored the same church for 20 years, is that people always thought something new would fix them. If they could just have that new house, oh, all the problems at the old house, they'd be gone. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I mean, if I could just have a new job, right, then all the problems on my old job, all the irritating people, it'd all be different. Okay, I mean, I know people, they didn't just move zip codes, they didn't just move states. I know people that move countries. And they found out that they're still there. And all their problems are still there. Doesn't matter what the calendar does. I've got a missionary that I put into the, on the foreign field. And he's going into Southeast Asia where, you know, it's really dangerous. And it's like 1% Christian. I'm going to fling sweat. It's just, it's a thing. I was just in a, uh, just in a meeting with Jesse Duplantis. And he said that for every hour of Holy Ghost preaching, they've actually done the test. It's like eight hours of physical exercise. I think with the way I eat, that's probably how I don't just balloon up even more. Anyway, I'm going to sweat. No big deal. Hopefully it doesn't get flung on you. <laughs> so I have a missionary, and he's going to go to Southeast Asia. And, you know, he said, look, um, I'm going to go to this region. I want you to pray about it. And I had the strongest word from God. You're not ready. And, you know, you can get by with some stuff in America that you can't get by where they're not Christian. There's no government programs there's no generosity for people that are homeless you know when you're stuck there you're stuck right and you're hated for the color of your skin they find out you're a preacher they're going to take you out and you may never come back so i said you're not ready you're not ready he said well what do i do and the lord moved on me to say come and live with me with my family come live with me for six months and so he did 
And the first thing that we did is we got his butt out of bed at 5 o'clock every morning to go pray. We got him fasting first, just fast until lunch. Then fast until supper. Then fast a full day. Then fast three days. I mean, if you can't say no to your flesh in America, how are you going to do it on the other side of the world? And so he grew and grew and grew and matured. But he wasn't, probably wasn't ready to really go on the mission field. And I got the funniest FaceTime from him. He said, you know, I'm here on the other side of the world and all the things I never dealt with in America, even though literally my country changed, they're all still there. He had a problem playing video games on his phone, like big time. And even on a foreign field where you have to pay a fortune for data, you can barely read the language. The call of video games is still there. Nothing new changes us. And if you really want to get where God wants you to be, which is his heart, right? I mean, God has something for you and you can feel it down in here. And many of you know, I'm not quite there. This isn't quite it. I mean, I know God's good. I know I'm saved, but I know what life feels like. And I, this is not the abundant life that Jesus has for me. And I want you to know you're right. This is not the abundant life that Jesus has for you, but he is taking you there by the Holy Ghost. Man, so, you know, it's like this. I'd, I'd printed out something, and I liked the way that it looked, and I thought I put it here in my Bible. So, I'm overweight. Now, I'm slimming down. I'm actually down more than when I was here last time, and um, praise the Lord, and I'm really focusing on it. But I'm overweight, and it's 2022, right? But then on Sunday morning, 2023, I'm still overweight because I'm still me, Right? Now, if, this isn't true, this isn't true, but if I was just a tyrant jerk to everyone in my family, and it's 2022, nothing happens at the flip of 2023, isn't that right? But, 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 when the Holy Ghost brings something into focus, he'll take advantage of us looking at the new year with a fresh set of eyes, with a fresh expectancy, and he will give us words of correction. I'm, I mean, I'll minister to people here today, but I just want you to hear this. There's nothing you're going to hear with your ears that's greater than what the Holy Ghost is saying to the ears of your heart. And if you'll follow that, you don't even need prophetic meetings. The, the, the strongest people I know in the world, the strongest men and women in the body of Christ, they'll go 10 or 20 years without a prophetic word because they're living so close to that inward witness of the Holy Ghost. That's what God wants for all of his children. Amen. Hallelujah. And see, when you're, a, when you're a prophet, people get nervous around you. They think you can see everything. People will be blown away by what you can see and what you don't see. They would just be absolutely terrified and then laugh at all the things they're, they're so scared about. God would never show you. And then all the stuff they're walking around in their pride, God will show you that. Everything's held up. I was sitting across from a preacher, and my eyes were opened in the spirit, and I saw what looked like a metal walk, like a metal walk that, you know, you go to a big walk, and it was upside down over his head. And I said, Lord, what is that? And he said, that's his pride stopping all the blessing. I resist the proud, but I give grace to the humble. Right? I never wanted to see that. But if the guy was in adultery or something... Rarely do I see those things, right? But God knows what it is in our lives that's holding things up. 
And man, if you preach like this, it's easy for the enemy to come and bring condemnation. That's not what I'm saying. The Bible says, Lord, teach me in the way I should go. I think that's Psalm 32, 8 or Psalm 3, 8. Lord, teach me in the way I should go and make my way perfect. That's what the Holy Ghost is really trying to do on the first Sunday of 2023. God says, I want to make your way perfect. God knows the length of your days. He knows the exact day you will be leaving planet Earth and stepping over into eternity. And he doesn't want you to miss it. Think about this. Hebrews 12, 2, it says that Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross in the shame. Even Jesus had to have a vision for the future to make him put up with a lot of the nonsense from other people and other circumstances on planet Earth. And we're not exempt from that. People can be very irritating. Family can be very irritating. Isn't that true? But Jesus had to have the joy that was set before him so he could endure the cross and the shame. You can live by Hebrews 12 too. If you don't have a vision for your life, you can say, Lord, show me the joy that's set before me so I can endure the stuff. If it was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for us. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So listen, we're going to get into my message. All right? I don't know how to honor the clock. I, I do not. It, I, like, I could not care less about what time it is. I came to give you, I'm already sweating through my shirt. I came to give you everything that I've got. So if you have to leave or if it gets late or whatever, it won't hurt my feelings, won't offend me. You can offend me. I'm a dead man. Dead men don't have feelings. Do whatever you got to do. I'm going to preach till the, I feel like the Holy Ghost is done. And then I'm going to show up next Sunday, I'm going to do it again. Is that all right? So listen, I want to talk to you about what the Lord said about 2023. And you can actually write these down if you want to, but you don't have to. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I just want to say this. This is just Russell, not the Lord. I can't wait to be back at Grace and Truth Church and have somebody on keys with, in streams backing me up. I just, I'm actually, I'm in the spirit at the new building and I see and I can feel what that's going to feel like. It's going to be a whole step up in like the move of the Holy Ghost in the meetings. I'm telling you, everything about Grace and Truth Church is going to go to another level when you guys finally get home. When you guys finally get home. Lord, we call in that building. Lord, we call in that building in Jesus' name. Lord, we call in that building for this church family that needs it, we call it in for pennies on the dollar. For pennies on the dollar in Jesus' name. There were men that built buildings and they weren't faithful. And God is going to take it from them and he's going to re-put those resources of the kingdom into your hands. Hallelujah. And I believe by the Spirit of God, I will be here to dedicate it. Praise the Lord. Mm. I love you, Holy Ghost. I love you, Holy Ghost. You can say anything that you want to say. Hallelujah. Mm. Glory, glory. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Your pastor 
is called by God to be a maturer, a maturer. And I realize that Ephesians 4.11 says that the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher, we're here to equip the saints for the working of the ministry. And all fivefold people, they mature the saints so they can go out and do the work of the ministry. But I see a role that Pastor Will's going to play. He's going to be a maturer. People, it's like they limited out where they were in God. And God's going to bring them to this house. And it's going to happen just so fast. But he's going to be known as a maturer. And he's a strong, strong tool in the hand of the Lord for what he wants to do in this whole region. Hallelujah. Glory. And even in this season of rest, even in this season of healing, Lord, I thank you you're stirring that in his heart. Stronger and stronger and stronger. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Supernatural strength, Will Brocker. Supernatural strength, Will Brocker. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory. The first thing God showed me for 2023 is abundance during economic hardship. I want you to write down these two words. Don't participate. Don't participate. The things I'm about to tell you are things that I saw in the Spirit. Something is important for you to understand. I started the ministry when I was 19 years old. I made $500 a month. I lived in a 10 by 12 room in the church basement. And I did everything you could ever do in the local church. I was the janitor, the youth pastor, the maintenance man. I mean, I did everything short of being a praise and worship leader. Because Russ don't sing. And I eventually became the assistant to the pastor, and then I became the associate pastor, and then I became the interim pastor. I pastored the entire church, and then I traveled all over thousands and thousands and thousands of revival meetings. But my calling as a prophet was just developing the whole time. And in the early years, I didn't preach much. And boy, is that frustrating when you're a young preacher. But I just served, served, served. And I woke up every day, and I said, how can I serve the man of God in his vision? And I've proved out for myself. I mean, if the word said it, it's enough. But there's some things that are awesome when you can just prove it for yourself in your own life. And my life is proof that if you'll build God's house, he'll build your house. My life is beyond anything I could have ever dreamed for myself. And it came because I just plugged into the local church and I built another man's vision. And the whole time God was building me an international ministry. But starting in 2009, um, you know, my gift was developing the whole time, and I became known as the prophet of the house. And I began to minister alongside the senior pastor of the church in Fort Worth. And every year, starting in 2009, we would have a prophetic service. And we would never, ever, like, compare notes. I would walk in with a phrase or phrases from heaven. And I would stand up with a microphone, and I would say, This is the word of the Lord for this church in this year. And then the pastor would stand up and he would show him his piece of paper written down the exact same phrase or phrases. This happened year after year after year. You build some confidence in your ability to hear the Lord. And God guided our local church supernaturally. You know, the Bible says that God does not want your feet to stumble or even your feet to be dashed against a stone. The Bible says that God doesn't want your feet to even be caught in a net 
when you're walking along the way. So I know it's not easy, but it's doable to stay plugged into the Holy Ghost where you're never caught by surprise. And I don't say this in arrogance, but not too many things catch me by surprise. You know the fact, listen, the fact that I'm standing here right now, I was here July 4th weekend in this building. And as I was walking out to my car with my family, I turned to my wife and said, and I don't remember hardly anything that I say under the Holy Ghost. She's like my reminder. She said, I told her, I'll be back. Pastor Will's going to need me, and I'm going to do two Sundays in a row. So I know that I'm here by the hand of God. And even when the devil was trying to plant bad reports on Pastor Will, you know, the devil plays checkers, but God plays chess. God was already moving everything around. And you know that Pastor Will is such a man of God that he said, Russell, even going through this, this medical nonsense, because he's the healer of the Lord, you know that. Even dealing with this little short little medical stuff he's had to do, he said, my biggest concern is the church. And I said, Will, I got you, man. I got you. Whatever you need, I'm here for you. You know, I didn't ask him for one thing. And I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I, I spent thousands of dollars of my own money to be here to be here for 10 days for whatever Will and Savannah Brocker need. And I do it gladly because you guys are worth it. And he's worth it. So God's going to talk to us about some things today coming up in the future. All right? But I need you to understand that some of the things I'm going to say, you'll say, oh, well, that could be because that's been happening in the news. My boss, the great God Jehovah, my boss does not allow me to watch the news, to read the newspaper. I'm on social media only for ministry. I mean, if I ever catch myself strolling, the Holy Ghost checks me. It creates too much noise. So, I mean, I do, I'm not a Luddite. I do hear things. A few times a week, I get a report that shows me the news headlines from around the world. So I can see where there's like tsunamis and earthquakes and military coups and things like that. But I don't focus on anything in the natural there are men that are men of God that they have a calling from God to be watchmen and they're plugged in. You guys know Lance Wall now? He's a prophet and he's engaged with the White House and, and all these things. That's his calling and assignment. But I know that some of the things I'm going to say you will have heard about before. I didn't read anything. I, I mean, I don't, even, I don't own anything in my house. I couldn't watch secular news or anything. If I wanted to, I listened to the Holy Ghost. So the Lord showed me. Coming out of COVID, and I, I think I shared on this when I was here, um, you know, I, I almost got taken out by COVID, and um, I kind of left and came back, you know, I just, I don't want to say I died and was resurrected, but most people would hear that and say, well, you, you left and came back, but I did spend three days caught away with God, and God showed me what was coming to the earth, and while I've, I've forgotten like 90% of it, the stuff I do remember is he showed me what would come on the other side of COVID. And it was economic crunch, then a press, and then a vice turning the screws on God's people. So the Lord showed me this year there is economic hardship coming to the body of Christ. Because the body of Christ that I'm speaking to now, they're in America. But it's coming to the entire world. It started out as a crunch with inflation. Everything cost more. Then it was a press where people, they could really like feel the pressure. 
but now it's going to feel like a vice for many people as the screws get turned. But we're not stopping there. Now I'm describing what the Lord said is coming. That is not our portion. Amen. Okay. So the Lord gave me this scripture, knowing that there's economic hardship coming. This will be your scripture for economic hardship. God says there is abundance coming during economic hardship. Don't participate. And it's Psalm 6511. And I know you guys are well taught. I mean, I feel it in the house. This is a strong house. You guys are not flaky believers. The foundation here, I stand in front of some places and the foundation feels shaky. The foundation of the house isn't strong. You guys are built on the rock of God's word. Right? Matthew 4, 4, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's like the legacy of this house. That's awesome. Right? We're not looking for fairy dust falling from the ceilings. We're not looking for any, you know, crazy manifestations. We're word people. But we're also people of the Holy Ghost. Right? Say it like this. If you're all word, you'll dry up. But if you're all spirit, you'll blow up. But if you put together the word and the spirit, you'll grow up. Isn't that right? And I feel like Pastor Will and I, we're like a good tag team combo. He's like more of a teacher, like really sound on doctrine. And I'll come and just be like a Holy Ghost hurricane and blitz the place. We need it all. We need it all. Right? You know, the, the apostle and the prophet are pretty much absent in the American church. Did you know, and I won't say who, but you wouldn't have to think too hard. The largest Pentecostal denomination in America has now said that there's no such thing as the office of the apostle, the prophet, or the evangelist. There are only pastors and teachers. So I have many friends that have had their credentials with the largest Pentecostal denomination for many years, and they've all had to leave because they said, you said my ministry gift doesn't even exist anymore. We need it all, church. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. You'll get weird if you just have one ministry gift, right? And I mean, again, you go to a word church, and man, a lot of times the people are a little dusty, little dusty. The Holy, the Holy Ghost starts moving, they get real nervous, right? Then you go to some churches, and all they want to do, right, is have a Holy Ghost party, which I am all for. Do you know that I was so drunk in the Holy Ghost on the drive here? I have an hour drive from my hotel to here. I was so drunk on the new wine of heaven, I was praying, Lord, Please do not let me get pulled over. It's happened to me before. Please do not let me get pulled over. I love the new wine of heaven. You know, Ephesians 5.18 says, don't be drunk with wine. That's debauchery and excess, right? But be filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to stay drunk on the Holy Ghost till the day I step over into glory, right? But we got to be Holy Ghost folks and word folks. And I like preaching with y'all. It's easy here because you're open for anything. I love it. Don't ever lose that. You know, that's the great danger in any church is you start bringing people. They bring all their religion. They bring all their tradition. And Pastor Will will know this, and I'll even help him with it. You know what you do? You just keep never stray, never stray. People want to start putting flags all over for worship. People want to start doing all crazy stuff. I'm going to just keep preaching the word, preaching the word. People say, I don't like people speaking in tongues. We're going to speak in tongues more. Just keep preaching the word. Let the Holy Ghost move. I'm actually doing something in the spirit. I don't know if you can tell. I'm actually plowing the ground in the spirit for the next generation of this church. The next thing you're going to look like is going to be a church of the word and a church of the spirit. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So 
Ephesians, sorry, not Ephesians, Psalm 65, 11, says, You crown the year with goodness, and the hard pathways overflow with abundance. And I'm not going to teach on this, but he's talking about the chariot wheels. Your paths overflow with abundance. It says that the chariot wheels, as you're making progress, it's hard. So when you go into the New Living Translation, which is awesome, shouldn't study out of it, but it's awesome. It says in the New Living, you crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. And that's what God said will be your portion. The world is going to go through some very hard economic times. In the spirit, it looks very much like 2007 and 2008, if you remember that. I get in trouble quoting time frames in the spirit. Everything looks like it's right here, like it would happen tomorrow. And if I've ever missed it anywhere, it's trying to put a human time frame on spiritual things where there is no time. There's things that I would have said were happening tomorrow I've been waiting 10 years on. Okay? But I'm telling you that in 2022, very soon, would not surprise this man of God if by the end of January, maybe by next Sunday, you don't hear that the largest companies in the world are announcing mass layoffs. It's already supposed to have happened, but it's been held up, and I don't know why. But it's about to be released, and I see headlines in the spirit. Companies that are a household name announce mass layoffs. But it will not affect you because God said that he's going to crown 2023 with his goodness. Amen. And even the hard pathways will drip, drip, drip and overflow with abundance. Now, he said, don't participate. And I said, Lord, you've got to help me with that. And he said, this is what you do. This is how you don't participate. You don't talk the problem. You don't talk the price of gas. You don't talk the price of eggs. You don't talk the price of beef. You don't talk about layoffs at your company. You do not participate. If you knew that it wasn't going to affect you for bad, why would you give it even a moment's thought? And don't you dare declare it with your lips. The Bible says by the fruit of your lips, you will live and be satisfied. Do not participate. If you get news, there are layoffs at your company. You say, Father, you already told me through the raving overweight guy with the white beard, you said it's not going to affect me that these hard pathways will overflow with abundance. Amen. Hallelujah. My brother right here. I see increase coming to you. Money. Financially. I see increase coming to you. And the Lord said, I'm going to put more in your hand than you've ever had, and you're going to command it well. Amen. You're going to command it well. And the Lord says, I know that I can trust you. Great increase is coming to your house. Amen. Lord, thank you for this in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just curious, what do you do for a living? Working out of my business. Okay. And do you own your own business or you work there? The Lord is going to increase you to the point. The Lord is going to increase you to the point that you're going to command something yourself. You won't take commands from others. I hear that word audibly. Command. You will command wealth. 
You're not too old. You're actually just right. You're seasoned. You're strong. You're sure. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Tell me your name, first and last name. Sam Garcia. Sam Garcia. All right. Praise the Lord. Maddie, you can feel the Holy Ghost. Yeah, you can feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory. Yeah. Man, that's just something awesome on your life. Praise the Lord. Can I pray for you? Your hand. Father, in Jesus' name. Hey. Lord, this thing, this thing I feel coming out of my hand, Lord, let it increase in her life. It's going to overflow in her life. And then it's going to change. Hey. Hey. Thank you, Lord. I hear the Lord say, Mama, your mama, right? I hear the Lord say he can pour out his spirit on her in a way that others couldn't receive. Hallelujah. Now I see something for you. The Lord tells me to tell you. When you see me touch my left ear, it, I, I don't hear it audibly like I'm talking like it, but I hear it even stronger than what I can hear echoing in these, these walls. The Lord said, I'm going to shake your family tree. 2023, I'm going to shake your family tree and it's going to be good. Do not be surprised when things you thought you would never hear, you hear. God says, I'm shaking your family tree for good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hey, you know what? I have the greatest job on planet Earth. I just want to say that. I'm so grateful to God. And, and do you know that if there were a church, if we had like 500 people here, it wouldn't be this atmosphere, you know? Um, I want you to receive from God. I do. I do. I try to never give a word to every single person in a meeting. You know why? That's what people come to expect, and you'll miss it. My ability is so much less than God's ability to speak to you. But I'm just going to flow in the Holy Ghost, and I'm not going to hold anything back. But inevitably, somebody will get their feelings hurt. And I've had many people come to me in tears. You prophesied to everybody but me. But actually, God actually has more for them than anybody else. But it doesn't come through the mouth of man. So, praise the Lord. Little disclaimer there. All right. So, God says, don't, don't, don't participate. I said, God, what does that mean? And the Lord showed me, I did this. I did this. I did a ministry trip recently, and I ended up driving. I want to take my family with me, and we were going to make a bunch of stops, and I drove. And I mean, I drove, I, I mean, several thousand miles. And every time I would go to swipe my credit card, the Lord would say, don't look at the price. And so this is when gas prices, you would hear everyone talking, was at the highest. Now, I noticed that the cutoff on the credit card would cut off faster than it ever had before. It was like, you know, and again, I've got a 35-gallon tank on my Navigator, and so it takes a lot of gas. And I noticed that it would, I couldn't even fill it up. And then I couldn't even fill it up even like halfway. But the Lord would never let me look at the price of gas. That's how you don't participate. If I'm in God's will and He's my provider, what do I care about the price of gas? Right? I'm the blessed of the Lord. You're the blessed of the Lord. Paul said it like this. What soldier goes to war at his own expense? No soldier has to buy his own bullets. The the, the government, the military branch that commissions them, they provide all the resources. So if you're in the will of God in 2023, you don't have a care in the world economically. I would go into hotels and and they would literally say, we're going to authorize your car. I'd say, don't tell me. Just swipe the card. The credit card bills would come in. 
you know, and I mean, I can recognize that the bill is like four and five figures. I mean, I, I mean, I recognize that, but I'm, I'm not allowed to look at it and break it down. No, do not participate. And I feel stirred to tell you this. Some of y'all, you talk yourself into problems. Don't talk the problem. We only allowed by God to speak life, to speak answers. Don't participate. It's like this. Pastor Will is going through this battle in his body. I think we mentioned it one time in all of this time. Because we're not talking the problem. I called Pastor Will, and I'd been testing with Savannah, and I said, tell me how to pray. And she said, intense pain. So I got together, me and my family, and we began to go to war against intense pain. Called Pastor Will to check on him or text him. How you doing? I'm the healed of the Lord. He's not talking the problem. He is showing you, Grace and Truth Church, how do you walk in faith? How do you walk in victory? Even when the enemy deals you a body blow, you might get knocked against the ropes, but you don't go down. You keep speaking life. And you watch where Pastor Will Brocker is three months from now. The enemy will rue the day that he touched his body in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So we're talking about don't participate. And here's a verse that God gave me, and this made me run around my office. Malachi chapter 3, verse 18. I've got it here. Then you will once again see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. That is a scripture. I posted that this morning on social media. This is going to be a miserable year for the devil and an amazing year for the people of God. Because God said that 2023, Grace and Truth Church, you're going to see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, between those that walk with God and those who hate God. And I'm in a, group of pe- I'm in a room right now with a group of people that love God. And your paths are going to overflow with abundance in Jesus' name. Now, this is how you do warfare. This is real spiritual warfare. There's spiritual warfare where people think they wave flags. And it, Psalm 144, he teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. And they do all these weird motions. Here is real spiritual warfare. I stand on the word. I stand on the word. I go to the grocery store and the bill's higher than it's ever been. I'm not talking that. I'm not participating. We'll deal with that next week if we have to. I'm not engaging in that. And I'm doing spiritual warfare over my finances. Because God, you said that you would see the difference. All these heathens at Kroger's, all these heathens at Central Market, I'm not them. You'll see the difference between the righteous and the wicked. Those that love God and those that don't. Now, I don't do a lot of Bible teaching, but the context of Malachi 3 is awesome. You say Malachi 3, everybody thinks you're going to talk about tithes and offerings and robbing God. Man, the end of Malachi 3 is awesome. God has a book of remembrance for everyone that fears his name. My name is in that book. Your name is in that book. We fear God. And all of his promises are yes and amen. Hallelujah. All right. So, first thing this year, abundance and economic hardship. It's coming, but don't participate. Amen. Second thing the Lord told me, and I don't know if I'm going to get past this. Mm, 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 mm. My, 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 my. Oh, man, I have a friend. He's, a, he's an awesome Holy Ghost black preacher. 
And he starts getting in the my-mys and the my-mys and the Holy Ghost fills the building. And I look down at this and I know what I'm about to say. Mmm, my, 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 my. Hallelujah. The Lord said that 2023 would be the year of the strong arm of the Lord. And I saw the arm of God flex and that bicep is made of solid, impenetrable granite. And God said that this would be the year of the strong arm of the Lord and breakthrough upon breakthrough. And he gave me a scripture. I've read the Bible I don't know how many times. I endeavor to read through the Bible at least once a year, sometimes twice, sometimes more. I don't know how I ever missed this scripture. Numbers eleven twenty three. 23. And the Lord said to Moses, has my arm been shortened? Now you will see whether what I say will happen or not. God said it's going to be proving ground time in 2023. In the New Living Translation, it says, The Lord said to Moses, Has my arm lost its power? Now you will see whether or not my word comes to pass. And I tell you by a servant of the most, as a servant of the Most High God, Grace and Truth Church, you are going to see the arm of the Lord on your behalf in 2023. And you're gonna, he's going to say to you, you're going to see whether my word comes to pass or not. Hallelujah. And you're going to see some things. And the Lord said, breakthrough upon breakthrough. And if you literally see me about to run around this building, the Lord came to me to Russell Lorfing. And said, 2023 will be the year of the strong arm of the Lord. You're going to see breakthrough upon breakthrough. And you're going to eat the first fruits of it. The Tuesday before Christmas. Ooh. Hallelujah. Ooh, Jesus. Lord, help me share this. Woo. On February the 3rd this year, I was away on a 44-day fast. I got word on February the 3rd. I was eight hours away from my home. I got word that a family member left home under the worst possible circumstances. Worse than anything you can imagine. And it rocked our world. I cried for three days straight. And during that time, the Lord was so gracious, he gave me two open visions. And he gave me something to hold on to. But from February the 3rd until the Tuesday before Christmas, we had someone that we love with all of our heart disappear from our world. Answer no text, answer no calls, getting crazy reports about what they're doing and their condition. And this is a person that has never given us a moment of trouble, not a minute's worth of trouble in their entire life. Tuesday before Christmas, every day since that time, my wife, did up, my wife and I get up and we have a place on our property that's just the prayer room. And you know what you do in the prayer room? You pray. Not allowed to have any electronic devices. Not allowed to have anything else in there. It's a place just to pray. You know, everyone needs a place to pray. Jesus actually said that you would have a prayer closet that you would go into and the things that you talk to God about in secret, he's actually going to reward you for openly. Everyone needs a place to pray. In fact, I, I don't know anyone that really prays that doesn't have a dedicated place to pray. 
So if it's something that you don't have, ask the Holy Ghost if, the, if that isn't something that you need. We, I, I started with a little bitty closet. And by the blessing of the Lord, I now have an entire office that is just a prayer room. But when the devil came to attack our family, my wife and I, we said the only thing we can do is stand in faith. No one else on planet Earth is praying for this person. We are going to stand in faith. So most mornings, we didn't miss many. Get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and we go and we pray in agreement, in unity as husband and wife. We're doing what we always do. You try not to let anything in God get into tradition, but you do something dozens or hundreds of times, and it can just kind of feel kind of automatic. I promise you this Tuesday did not feel especially anointed. We were praying, and as we finished, I heard the Lord in my left ear say, she will call today. And at 4.30 that afternoon, my wife's phone rang in a number that we had been praying since February 3rd to see was the phone and said, can I come home? As I stand here right now, it, it, the victory is not won, but it's in process. Amen. They're home. And the Lord said, that's the, and this is on that Tuesday, this is the first fruits. You saw, we, there's nothing we could do. You know what it feels like when there's not a thing you can do in the natural about someone being just whooped by the devil and loving it, it looks like. Some of y'all, y'all know what that feels like. The Lord said, 2023, you're going to see the strong arm of the Lord and breakthrough upon breakthrough. And he said, Russell, you're going to taste the first fruits of it. And my baby came home Amen. by the hand of the Lord. And I prophesied, and I prophesied, there are those here, even in this small meeting, you're going to see the hand of the Lord do what looks like it's impossible. And even here today, there's someone here. I see a cell phone ringing just like my wife's did. And it's going to be good news. Used to hearing bad news. It's going to be good news because this is the year of the strong arm of the Lord. And you're going to see breakthrough upon breakthrough even in your family. You believe that? Yes. Give God praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Whoever that's for. And in the spirit, it feels like you're, you're sitting right next to me and I'm talking to you. But whoever that's for, I feel prompted to tell you something else. Hallelujah. Years ago, years ago, there was a girl that came to my church in Fort Worth. She was 18 years old, and she came to us, and she was dressed in black from head to toe. Black hair, black makeup, you know, black contacts, black fingernails, everything black, head to toe. And she had on bandages on both wrists because she had just got out of the psych ward for a suicide attempt. And uh, a lady that came to the church, precious woman of God, saw this girl who lived on her street and said, why don't you come to church with me? And so... Her name is Julie, and Julie came to church. And Julie, we had a rocking praise and worship band. Even though the church wasn't that, that big, you know, just in the hundreds, it, could, it was more anointed than a church of thousands. It ripped. Where the, all the neighbors and all around the house, they would sit on their porches just to listen to the worship. 
So this girl would come and she would just listen to the worship. But as soon as the preaching started, she would get up and leave. And I was the associate pastor at the time. And I saw her walk out one, you know, one Wednesday night. And then the next Wednesday, I saw her walk out. And then on the third Wednesday night, when I saw her walk out, it's hard not to notice her. You kind of stand out dressed in all black in a Holy Ghost church. You know, you just kind of stand out. I saw her walk out and the Lord said, go talk to her. And so for the next several weeks, every Wednesday night after praise and worship, as the teaching would begin, if I wasn't preaching, I would go out to the swing sets at the church where all the little kids would play in the nursery. And she would be sitting out there. And I would just go talk to her. Now she'd be, our worship would go for about an hour usually. So she would have been in praise and worship for about an hour. Then she's kind of done. And I would go and talk to her. And I mean, I didn't preach at her. I wanted to. I didn't preach at her. I just, I just loved on her. And she would ask me questions. And then I could be free to tell her what the word says, what the Holy Ghost says about the goodness of God and the nature of God. God didn't do that to you. God wants good things for you. And I was traveling a lot in those days and I hit the road. And I was asking about her and I was gone for, you know, let's say 10 weeks, Sunday through Friday, two meetings a day, 12 meetings a week. I mean, we hit it in the 90s, man, in early 2000s. So I'm asking about her. I said, hey, do you see that girl, Julie? He said, yep, she's still there, stays for praise and worship, then gets up and leave. And I had signed people in the church to go and love on her and go and talk to her. And she was dealing with the spirit of death. And a friend of mine that I trust that sees in the spirit, unlike anyone I've ever known, he told me, he said, you know, you're out there with that girl by the swing set. And, you know, there's a demon about 10 times the size of your body that's attached to her. And it's a demon of death. And I said, yeah, I can feel it when I'm with her. I haven't seen it. And then that night, that demon came to visit me. And I was living on the church property and, and I encountered a spirit of death. And every time I would close my eyes, a jaguar's head with big yellow fangs would appear right here in front of me. I would open my eyes and it would be gone. I would close my eyes and every hair on my body would stand up. I had hair in those days. And it, it, was, it was terrifying. But I eventually jumped out of bed in my boxers and rebuked that spirit of death in Jesus' name. And it left. I, I actually, I asked God to deal with it. And God said, that's your job. So I got up and dealt with it. And I looked like the fool jumping up in my underwear, dealing with the spirit of death. But it left, and I could feel it leave. And then I closed my eyes and slept like a baby. So I go on the road, and I'm asking about Julie. And I come back. And I notice one day that Julie has a stripe down the center of her black hair. She would wear her hair parted like this. And there was a little stripe right in the middle. And over the course of, you know, a couple weeks, it was getting bigger. And I said, hmm, she's not coloring her hair black. Hmm. One day I, I noticed that instead of black lipstick, she had on red lipstick. And I was like, hmm, thank you, Holy Ghost. And then I went out of town again. And I came back on a Wednesday night and I walked into the building and I was preaching that night. And so I'm just kind of focused and I walked by and I walked past people. You know, I'm just, I'm walking up, I'm taking the pulpit. And a girl grabs me and I spin and she goes, Russell, you're going to walk right past me. And I didn't recognize her. And I'm like, um, hi. She's like, it's Julie. And standing before me was an 18 year old girl with blonde hair, blue eyes, a red flannel shirt, light blue, blue jeans and tan hiking boots with the joy of the Lord on her face. And I said, someone else, you take the meeting. Julie, come here. 
Tell me what happened. And she said, nothing happened. She said, every week I could feel myself hating myself less and less. That thing that drove me on the inside that said, you're ugly, you're nothing, you're worthless. All those things that were said over her as a kid, she just felt it diminishing in volume. And she said, I literally started hating myself less and less. And the Lord told me, as it was with Julie, so shall it be with my family member. And I'm prompted by the Holy Ghost to tell someone here or listening to the podcast, that's what it's going to be for you. You don't have to preach. You just keep your house and your surroundings full of the presence of God and let the Holy Ghost do the work. For the Lord says that 2023, you're going to see the strong arm of the Lord and breakthrough upon breakthrough. In Jesus' name. Amen. You receive that? Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. You got time for one more? All right. I mean, we're coming up on noon. I don't want anybody to have to jet out. I was praying about this year, and I had those two things. And I felt like there was something more, and I just couldn't get it. And in the Holy Ghost, you never force anything. If you try to conjure up something, you'll end up in the flesh, you'll end up in the soul, you'll miss it every time. That's why, and, and I'm going to, next week, I'm actually going to be doing some um, activation and impartation. Something else I flow really, really strong in is imparting gifts of the Spirit, right? I mean, Paul told Timothy to stir up the gift that's within you that you received through the laying on of hands. So we're going to do that next week. All right. I mean, I, 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 I know when I'm in the company of prophetic people and I can actually feel prophetic people here. So we're going to just you'll see, we'll add like a zero to your ability to flow. It's just it's impartation. God, that's how God made his kingdom work. So praise the Lord. But I was asking the Lord, you know, God, I feel something that you have something else for the people. And I don't want to force it. I mean, I just, you know, I don't live that way. If it doesn't come, if it doesn't come from within my spirit, I just, I leave it alone. And it's like this thing about command. I heard that over and over and over. And this brother over here, the, the knife and the, the, the trimming, I was seeing that over and over again. You know, I, I don't want to give anybody something that's a mixture. We all see in part and know in part, but I only want to know what the Holy Ghost has to say. Amen. Right? I mean, if we want to talk, we'll go out and have coffee. Right? I just want to hear what the Holy Ghost has to say. But I, I heard this phrase, and, and listen, this is something that you can't catch with your head. If you try to reason this out, you'll miss it. You've got to catch this. I have a phrase for you. It's the third prophetic key for grace and truth for this year. Divine opportunity. Divine opportunity. And this will not make sense to your head. And if you can't catch it in your spirit, then just leave it alone. You're, you're, you're not going to walk in it. And it's no condemnation. It's not for you. But the Lord said to tell you, release this word about divine opportunity. And he gave me this scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 6. And I'm going to be in the New Living Translation. It will appear different in yours. You can study it out. All right, and we're starting in verse 10. 
Deuteronomy 6, 10 through 12. Not everyone's going to catch this. But for you who it's for, you're going to feel the witness of the Holy Ghost on it. 2023, there's going to be divine opportunities from heaven for you. Now, Deuteronomy 6.10, and I'm in the New Living Translation. The Lord your God will soon bring you into the land he swore to give you when he made a vow to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's a land with large, prosperous cities that you did not build. And then inside that city, you're going to have houses richly stocked with goods that you did not produce. You will draw water from cisterns you did not dig, and you will eat from vineyards and olive trees you did not plant. When you've eaten your fill in the land, be careful not to forget the Lord who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. And the Lord is saying that there are some that are going to walk into divine opportunity. And if I was rationalizing this with my head, I would not say it in a crowd this small. But I'm going to tell you by the word of the Lord that in 2023, there's divine opportunity and you're going to step into things that you did not buy. God literally said you're going to live in a house that you did not build. You're going to own things that you did not buy. As we see economic hardship coming to the world, there's going to be a wealth transfer. We know the Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. That's a kingdom truth. I'm talking about a specific word for 2023. God is going to put into your hands, maybe even your business, something you did not buy, you did not build, but it comes into your hand by divine opportunity. I've been looking to buy a very expensive car. And every time I go to even start looking, the Lord says, no, 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 you're going to pay half. So I'm just waiting. You know what that is? That's divine opportunity. I've been trying to remodel my house, give my wife a remodeled kitchen for like three years. And every time I go to do it, the Lord said, no. You know, I told you the Lord doesn't want our foot to be caught. He doesn't want us to even dash our foot against a stone. Every time I would go to start remodeling the kitchen, the Lord would say no. And then I would just be in conversation with someone. And, you know, I'm like any of you, a little frustrated. I've been saying this, promising her. You don't got to keep going to those counters that are all nasty and busted up. And I even say, look, look at this stone. Look at this stone. He's like, when are we going to do it? Sure. You know, we're not moved by that stuff. I mean, it matters nothing. If you just see the houses I've lived in and where I live now, you would laugh. Houses mean nothing. When you've lived in million-dollar houses, what does it matter? Man, we're in this thing for Jesus. I mean, listen, God can bless me with anything he wants, and he does. And, I mean, we are blessed. But, listen, I don't give two poos about where I live. I don't give two poos about what I drive. If I have a choice, I have preferences. But none of it matters to me, right? I've driven the hooptiest hoop you can ever imagine, and I've driven $100,000 vehicles. It doesn't matter. But, you know, there's, people say, you know, yeah, yeah. But it's one thing to have done it. And no, it has no sway. Look at the size of this crowd. If I was moved by money, would I be here? No. I am living for a city whose builder and maker is God. Amen. And that builder and maker said, in 2023, there's divine opportunity for you to have things that you're not going to have to buy. Or if you buy, they'll be fractional 
pennies on the dollar. Somebody else used all their time and energy and money, and God's going to put it into your hands. That's the word of the Lord. But if you try to regard it up here in your head, it'll never make sense. Why would someone sell a house for a quarter of what it's worth? Divine opportunity. Why would someone give away a business they spent 20 years building and all the inventory for $10,000? Divine opportunity. If you'll position your heart before you make any major purchases, because God was talking about money and stuff in Deuteronomy 6. These aren't spiritual principles we're talking about. This is stuff. God knows that we deal with stuff. Isn't that right? Before you go and make any purchases, before you make any major moves, is what, how I would say it. In 2023, you're like, Lord, divine opportunity. Show me divine opportunity. Am I about to miss it? I have a friend that he said, I'm going to buy this house. And I said, okay. And, you know, I know a lot of things. You walk with God, you'll know all kinds of things. Not just in the office of a prophet. We are spirit beings. Isn't that true? We are spirit beings first and foremost. And when you live out of your spirit, you just know all things. I mean, First John says you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. So my friend was talking, this happens all the time. I call it an undocumented spiritual gift. Not preaching heresy. I have an undocumented spiritual gift. When someone says something to me and it's so off, I'll feel like metal on metal. You know how when you don't change your brakes when you're a kid on your car and you get into the rotors and it's that grinding and you can feel it in your bones when... That's what it feels like. And I mean, people say stuff to me all the times in meetings like, uh, if they ask me something, I'll tell them, but I don't like volunteer that. But my friend was like, yeah, man, we found this house and we're going to buy it. And I was like, oh, and if he says the magic words, what would you do? I can tell him, but he didn't. And I said, so I said, hey, have you really prayed about it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But he bought that house. And in 90 days, it's worth 100 grand less than when he bought it. He's not living by divine opportunity. He's living by the flesh. He wanted it. So he said that God wanted him to have it. And God did. But he didn't have to overpay. So that's divine opportunity. You catch that? All right. Anybody in here, you you know that you're going to be making some type of major financial move in 2023? Anybody? Okay. It's all right. You're going to buy a car? Wait. I'm going to tell you this by the Holy Ghost. See, it doesn't work this way unless you just had the boldness to say something. And now the Lord's going to tell you, not before June. Not before June. Okay? That's what the Lord says. Not before June. Praise the Lord. All right. Hallelujah. All right. I want to do something now. I want us to take a minute. And I want us to pray in the Spirit. And I want you to ask to God something very special, all right? God, if there's one area in my life that you want me to put my focus on in 2023, I want you to show me right now. And I can tell you by the Holy Ghost, God is going to speak to every person in this building this one thing. Now, I'm not twisting scripture, but do you know that David, who was a man after God's own heart, he said it's this one thing that I'll seek. 
this one thing that I'll seek after, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There is something about us, even as men and women of God, that we like to have a singular focus. So instead of having a list in the new year of I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to get out of debt, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to start this, I'm going to stop this. Instead of all that, we're going to pray and the Lord is going to give you one area of focus for 2023. And you're going to focus on that. There's going to be an anointing come to deal with that, whatever that looks like. And you're going to make rapid progress in 2023 by the word of the Lord. Maybe not by next Sunday. Some of us a little deeper than that. But I'll be back here before the end of the year. And some of you will be in a completely different place. If you're willing and obedient, you'll receive this one instruction right now in this meeting, in the next five minutes, and it'll set your course on the right path for 2023. So let's do that. Let's just pray in the Spirit. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. Lord, would you speak in great clarity? You said you would. I'm not asking, Lord, I'm just thanking you in advance. You said that you would speak with great clarity to the people. Give them their one thing in Jesus' name. Their one thing in Jesus' name. Let them hear now. They won't have to wonder. They won't have to wonder. You'll give it to them now in great clarity in Jesus' name. And Lord, I loose the anointing to deal with it. Whatever it looks like, easy, hard, expensive, cheap, don't know what to do, know exactly what to do, just haven't done it. Lord, now in Jesus' name comes the grace. Now comes the anointing. I loose it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All right. If you've got it, raise your hand. The Lord spoke to you. It's the one thing to focus on for 2023. One thing. All right. Put your hand down. If you don't have it, raise your hand. Thank you, Father. All right, here's what we're going to do. In this next week, between now and the time we meet again, the Lord is going to give you clarity. I want you to, I want you to set aside some time to seek the Lord, and there's one area that's going to come into focus. This is what God does. This is how he leads his children. He is leading you to a good and plentiful land step by step, and he's going to give it to you. There's never been a time that I've done a prophetic meeting where someone had to walk into the new year lost. God wants it to be so clear right in front of us. And I might actually teach on hearing the voice of God a little next week. It's something that the Lord gave me of something that helps people and most people, they can just add a zero. They can hear the voice of God 10 times clearer with just a little bit of instruction. In fact, I just feel in the Holy Ghost, we're going to open with that next week. Hearing the voice of God in 2023. I'm going to help you. Praise the Lord. All right. Well, that's what I've got in my spirit. As soon as I said that, no. Joey and Barbara. I see that you've actually been placed here for Pastor Will. 
I see that this is actually, this is a God connection. And I see that there is an anointing on your lives for this purpose. And that more is going to be required of you in the days to come. But it's going to be the joy of your heart. For you've known this in measure before. But you're going to wake up every day knowing this is the perfect will of God for us. And this is not from the Lord. This is just from me because I was testing with you. But the Lord put on my life at 19 a supernatural gift of administration. And I went at 19 years old to running an international ministry commanding millions of dollars and operations on six different continents. And the Lord gave that to me and he taught me things by the Holy Ghost. And I'm allowed to impart that when he prompts me. So I'm going to give you in Jesus' name by impartation the gift of administration for everything that you need to be a blessing to the man of God, to be a blessing to this house. I loose it on your life now. In Je oh, there it is. In Jesus' name. You felt that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. All right. I think I'm done for this meeting. I actually feel some things for the next meeting. Praise the Lord. I know I'm going to be here. I'm not flying back to Tampa and then flying back. I'm staying here in the area. Praise the Lord. Have you been blessed? Have you heard something that makes a difference in your life? Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. All right. If you need prayer for, and I'm going to, I'll, I'll actually flow in the Holy Ghost more next week than I did today, most likely. Um, get some people here. If there's people in the church that are not here for whatever reason, get them here. Let's watch God crown this year with goodness. And we do that in partnership with him in covenant with the house of God. Amen. Amen. All right. God bless you. I'll see you next week. You guys need anything from me? We supposed to do, are we supposed to do communion or anything? Supposed to do communion? We'll do it next week. You guys okay? We never do things out of tradition. You agree? All right. All right. Love you guys so much. Praise the Lord. I'm going to talk to you, brother. When the Lord says that... Um,